Hello and welcome to the Black Millennial Revolution. My name is Kiana Michelle, also known as Key, and you are tuned in to another episode here at the Black Millennial Revolution. So community, what is going on? What is going on? I'm very happy to be back here with you all for another episode. And today's episode is actually the last episode of the Psychological Warfare series. So I thank each and every one of you all for tuning in. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. And I definitely recommend that you go back and listen to the episodes prior of the Psychological Warfare series and just episodes that we have in this podcast. So welcome to the community, any new community members that are just joining today. But community, this episode, I personally believe, is going to be a really good one and a very, very, very relatable one. I think that this is a line that many of us have heard many of times in our lifetime. And if you have not heard this line before, then consider yourself lucky. Consider yourself lucky. So today's episode of the Psychological Warfare series is the black people don't do that line. Oh, black people don't do that. Black people don't do that. Black people don't do that. How many times have y'all heard this line in your lifetime? How many times? I can speak for myself community and say that I've heard this line so many times in my lifetime. So many times, especially being an unconventional black woman. I have heard this time and time and time again. You know, I would hear people growing up say to me, oh, black people don't know how to swim. Black people don't swim. And I would be so confused and think to myself, If black people don't know how to swim, then how did I teach myself how to swim when I was five years old? How did I teach myself how to swim? How? If black people don't know how to swim, why do I know so many other black people that are lifeguards and know how to swim very, very well? If black people don't know how to swim, why at my local, you know, YMCA that I grew up at, why was it all black people there that knew how to swim? The lifeguards were black. The swimming instructors were black. Huh? And, you know, this is just a line I have constantly, constantly, constantly heard. And I am someone that will always try to break free from that societal box that society wants black people to be in. You know, when I was in high school, I really wanted to play lacrosse. And it was a sport that a lot of black people did not play. You know, I was going to be the only black person on my lacrosse team. And I actually ended up being the only black person on the lacrosse team. And I was fine with that. I perfectly was fine with it. I ended up being the captain of my lacrosse team. I love the sport lacrosse. And I wanted to play the sport because I wanted to play the sport. I did not care that black people did not play the sport. I did not care that I was going to be the only black person on the team. Especially, you know, going to predominantly white schools all my life, you get used to that, being the only black person, being in classrooms or in certain settings. So I'm like, okay, I'm used to this already, being a teenager. And at that point, I was just so curious to play lacrosse. I didn't care about being the only black person on the team. So imagine if I said to myself, you know what? I ain't going to play lacrosse because black people don't play lacrosse. I would never have gotten that opportunity to really see, wow, I'm actually really good at this sport, good enough to even become the captain the second year. 
So we really have to understand, you know, when we say black people don't do that, we are all, we are really limiting our own growth and our own potential. And even in my career path, being a resale fashion entrepreneur, I have heard that line time and time again. Oh, black people don't thrift. Black people aren't into resale fashion. That's not something black people are into. Even three years ago, when I was going to a nationwide conference for resale fashion entrepreneurs and business owners, you know, I had people in my life tell me, you know, I think that's great that you're going there, but I don't think black people are going to be at that conference. I highly doubt that. This isn't a field that black people are into. Black people don't thrift. Black people aren't into that. And I'm thinking to myself, if black people don't thrift, why did two black girls who were my friends in college introduce me to thrifting? Granted, when I went to the conference, there wasn't a lot of black people there. But the black people that were there, although we were very, very, very small in number, we were mighty in our vision. We were mighty in our vision. And that was a beautiful thing to me and an inspirational thing to me. And it inspired me to create a platform online on Instagram called Blacks Who Thrift. And that platform is a true testament that black people not only love to thrift, but we are going to be really changing that realm of fashion in the next few years to come. In the next few years to come. Believe it. Believe it, people. So that line, the black people don't line, we really have to break free from that line, my people. We really do. When we tell each other that, it, it, it's really a, a, it's a, it's a form of psychological warfare. It really is. It's a form of psychological warfare. It's interesting because this YouTuber that I really like, her name is Kelly Stamps, and she's a black girl um, that is taken over on these YouTube streets. She just started her YouTube channel, I would say, late of 2018. And when I you know, found her on YouTube, it was in January of 2020, and she had less than 10,000 subscribers on her YouTube channel. And now she has close to 500,000 subscribers on her YouTube channel. So during this pandemic, she literally just skyrocketed and she deserves it. Because when I found her and she had less than 10,000 subscribers, I said to myself, why does this girl only have less than 10,000 subscribers? This girl is a star. This girl is a star. She's so unique, you know. But what I love about Kelly the most is that she strays away from this societal box that society enjoys putting black people in. You know, she loves to ice skate and she started ice skating as a child. And that's something that she is really, really into. And in one of her videos, she mentioned how one of her friends said to her, you know, I really think with everything going on, you know, with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, that you really need to stop ice skating. You know, ice skating is a really predominantly white sport. You really need to stop doing that sport. You need to stop ice skating. And she said, although I understand that ice skating is a predominantly white sport, I love to ice skate. Why am I going to stop doing something that not only do I love to do, but I am really, really good at doing? Why would I stop doing that? And I'm watching this YouTube video and shaking my head in agreement like, absolutely, Kelly, why would you stop? Because she's right. 
Yes, the friend is right that ice skating is a very predominantly white sport, but why should she stop doing something that she loves to do? Why? And the thing is, I'm sure if more black people wanted to start ice skating, they would be good at it too. But because society makes black people think, oh, you know, black people aren't into ice skating. You know, maybe I shouldn't start ice skating either. It limits us to our potential. It limits us to grow and to get better and to find and discover our passions. It limits us, my people. This is a form of psychological warfare. When we tell black people, oh, that's not something that black people are into, we're literally putting black people in this imaginary box that society wants black people to put themselves into. When you put yourself in an imaginary box, like, oh, you know, black people can only be, um, you know, I guess athletes or, you know, uh, what what else do, do does society think black people can be? Athletes, I guess. You know, uh, you know, athletes, or 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 criminals. You know, um, society really, you know, does not want black people to reach for more. It, you know, they, they don't. They don't want us to reach for more. So to put us in this imaginary box, this imaginary imaginary box that society wants us to put in this limiting box. Of thinking, oh, you know, black people don't do this type of stuff. So I guess I can't do it either. It will limit you to your highest and your greatest potential. So say, you know, someone that's listening right now is interested in sailing. I'm just putting this out here. Just it's the first thing that came to my mind community. First thing that came to my mind. So let's say one of you all that is listening is into sailing and you find a sailing team but it's a sailing team and you're like, ah, there's not a lot of black people here. And I'm and I'm realizing as I'm researching that a lot of black people aren't into sailing. And you say to yourself, well, man, I really love sailing. I'm really into sailing and I want to get more into it. Are you going to not chase that interest or that passion or that desire that you have to want to sail more and to want to grow more and that um, new discovery that you found? Are you just going to limit yourself and say, oh no, I'm not going to do that because other black people don't do it too? Or are you going to take that risk? Take the risk and try something new, regardless if black people do it or not. And I would recommend try things that black people don't do. Because those are, the, those are the avenues that society doesn't want us to get into. And I guarantee if you start to do that avenue, you will be great at it. You will be great at it. Anytime we hear, oh, this is the first black person to do this. This is the first black person to do that. Remember, I mentioned in episodes prior, the only one rule. The only one rule in the black people don't do that line they're kind of cousins. They're close cousins. They're close cousins. When we see, oh, wow, that was the first black person, you know, to, you know, win a, a Nobel Peace Prize for this or, you know, to um, become a, 
amazing poet or the first black person to win an Academy Award or all this sort of first, first, first. Let me let y'all know something, community. There are plenty of other black people that could have sat in those seats. There should be millions of black people doing those things. Not just number, not just one. There's no first. What? It's to limit our minds into believing, oh, wow. I guess a lot of us can't really do that. So it, it can only be one. Or I guess a lot of us don't really do that. So I guess it can only be one. Come on. The black people don't do that line literally sets a lot of us back. Why base your entire life on what society says black people do or what they shouldn't do? Or what we can do? Try new things. If you're interested in something and it's a, it's a field that you don't see a lot of black people in, then try to find a way to bring more black people in that field. Be a pioneer in that field. Be a pioneer, my people. We come from pioneers. Don't be afraid to think of a new idea. And remember, I always tell y'all, write your ideas down and it will become real. So stray away from the black people don't do that line. Are there certain things that a lot of us can relate to culturally? Yes. Yes. Yes, but at the same time, we are all different. I don't like watermelon. There's a lot of black people that love watermelon. They would say, dang, you know, black people, all black people love watermelon. No, no, we don't. I don't like watermelon. I think it's a nasty fruit. It's disgusting to me. And I'm very black. I know how to swim. Do I understand that some of our brothers and sisters don't know how to swim? Yeah, but I know a lot of our brothers and sisters that do. And that were on swim teams at my high school. Crushing it. Crushing it. So understand that that line you know, the more you live by that line, it will put you in a societal box. Imagine if I had allowed people to get in my head when it came to resale fashion and me being into this realm of thrifting, realm of fashion, and me being into thrifting and me being into vintage fashion. Imagine if I allowed people's thoughts to get into my head. I would not have pursued a career path that I really enjoy. I would not have found the realm of of fashion that really speaks to me. And I wouldn't have discovered a passion of mine. I wouldn't have learned. I wouldn't have grown. Yes, there wasn't a lot of black people at that conference. But going to that conference... I learned a lot. I grew a lot. I got to meet a lot of great people, whether they were black, whether they were white, whether they were Asian. I got to meet a lot of great people. I really did. A lot of great people. And I also got the spark of an idea to start Blacks Who Thrift, to start a platform for black thrifters and resellers. I realized there was a need there. 
So I am trying my best to fill that need, but I'm not allowing societal, the societal box or any sort of societal pressure to get to me. It's okay to be different, my people. I think sometimes, you know, as black people, we can really care a lot about what each other thinks about us. We really can care. We can care a lot about what, you know, one black person thinks about you. We can just care a lot. And I understand, you know, I get it. We, we you know, we, some of us, we want to make our people proud. But you got to make yourself proud, too. I know I want to make black people proud. You know, I do. I know I want to inspire and empower my people. At the same time, I want to make myself proud, too. I want to make myself proud, too. And you should do the same for you. This is your life. This is your life. If you want to try something that you're like, man, I really haven't heard of a lot of black people doing it. That is your calling to do it. That is your calling to do it. Because you're going to inspire more black people to want to do that. There are, trust me, there are more black people out here in this world that are into the things that you're into as well. And they're thinking the same thought, man, I don't, I don't know if other black people are into this. So should I do it too? Be that inspiration that your people need, man. Be that inspiration. And, and have an open mind. Have an open mind. This society wants us to have a closed-minded view on, on our own potential, black people. They don't want us to believe that we can amount to more or that we can reach for more. They want us to believe that certain career paths are not for us because we don't see a lot of black people in those career paths. Absolutely not. That is your calling. If you see, oh, wow, there's not a lot of black people in this field, but I'm into it. That is your calling in your moment to step into that field. And to break in, break those chains, step in, step in. Who cares if black people don't do it? That line has held so many of our people back. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. It has held so many of our people back from finding their true purpose, from, try, from finding their true callings. From finding, you know, hobbies or passions, from growing, from learning. You know, life is all about experiences. It really is. It's all about experiences. Let's say I didn't like lacrosse and I said, oh, well, I want to I play lacrosse, but I, I didn't like lacrosse. At least I gained that experience. At least I gained it. At least I gained that experience. So remember, when you hear people say, oh, black people don't do that, challenge that and say, yes, we do. Yes, we do. If you're into something and you're hearing people say, like, I, like there's some black people that are into anime. And you would hear some black people say to other black, oh, black people are into anime. There's a lot of black people that are into anime. There's a lot of black people that are into anime. What? And that's perfectly fine. 
be into what you're into and embrace it. Don't feel bad like, oh my gosh, I'm into rock and roll and people told me that black people aren't into rock and roll when we invented rock and roll? When we invented country music? When we invented music? Come on. We got to reach for the stars, my people. It's not always going to be easy, but we got to keep reaching, you know? So anytime someone says to you, oh, black people don't do that. Black people don't do that. Challenge them and say, yes, we do. Now, unless it's something kind of crazy, you know, if it's something real, real crazy, real, real, real crazy, then, then, then don't challenge them on that, right? <laughs> if it's something really crazy and, and bad, you know, um, then, then, then don't challenge them on that. You know, don't, don't challenge them on that. Don't challenge them on that. But I'm wishing each and every one of you all the best. You know, I wanted to do the psychological warfare series because I really wanted you, you all to understand that um, a lot of us are under this sort of psychological warfare spell. A lot of us are. We are. And we are more controlled than I think many of us really, you know, want to realize or really actually consciously realize. And I, like I always say, when they control the mind, they control the body because it's the truth. And so many of us are mind controlled, so the body will follow. And that is a part of the control, allowing black people to think, oh, wow, black people don't do that. Black people don't do that. Black people don't do that. That is psychological warfare in the flesh. It is. So think about the things that people have told you in your past that black people don't do. And think about those interests, those passions that you've had. And black people have told you black people don't do that. If you allow those words to get to you, this is your moment right now to change your life and to go after those things that that societal box of black people don't do that stopped you from doing. This is your moment. This is your moment. You still have time to chase any passion, hobby or dream that you're still trying to chase. You still have time. So always remember, anytime you hear that line, anybody putting their own fears on you, or anybody trying to put that imaginary societal box on you of black people don't do that, that is your sign and a clear indicator that it is time for you to break through and to do the opposite, and to do exactly what you want to do. That is your sign. That is your sign. Remember, I'm in a field, resale fashion, I'm in a field, quote unquote, that people said black people aren't into. And you know what's really interesting, community? In my city of Boston, right, 
we have a lot of um, resale fashion stores. Actually, Goodwill, which I'm sure many of you are very familiar with, started in Boston. Goodwill started right here in Boston. And it's a very, very well-known thrift store. Very, very well-known in the thrift and resale fashion industry. But there was also a black man by the name of Bobby. And he had a store which is still existing today. It's actually not in Boston anymore, but in Lynn, which is a city outside of Boston. And it's called Bobby from Boston. And Bobby was a vintage dealer and he sold men's clothes. He, he, sold, he sold women's clothes as well, but he really specialized in men's vintage wear. And Bobby was really well known in Boston, but he was also more so very well known in London. Very, very, very well known in London. And Bobby was so well known that many of his vintage pieces from his store were featured in over 50 Hollywood films. Over 50 Hollywood films, right? And I say that to say, people told me, my people, (laughs) I got to laugh about this because it's, it's like, wow, people told me black people aren't into resale fashion. Black people aren't into thrifting. Black people aren't into vintage fashion, right? But in the city that I'm living in, there was a black man who was at the cutting edge of the resale fashion field in Boston, in London, to the point that So many of his gems were featured in over 50 Hollywood films. 50? So like I said, when people tell you black people don't do that, do the opposite and do just that. Do just that that. Now, community, I thank you all for tuning in to the episode. And I thank you all for just being a part of this community. Um, You know, we just hit a one year mark for the new community members that are just tuning into the podcast today. We hit a one year mark on September 15th. And I, you know, I'm just really excited, community, to see where this podcast is going to go in 2020 to 2021. I'm really excited that the, the community is growing. And, you know, I'm really excited about the fact that you all are growing by listening to this podcast and that you all feel like you all are getting really, really good, you know, insightful content. And like I always say, community... Think critically about what I say. If you feel like some of the things I say does not apply to you, think critically. You know, that that's the thing, you know, in the society that we're living in right now, a lot of people don't think critically about what other people say. They just act. They just react. They're not thinking critically like, does this apply to me? Should I even react to this? Should I even comment on this? But anyways, I digress. I digress. <laughs> So community, I hope you all have enjoyed the Psychological Warfare series. I truly do. And 
Um, as you all know, I am really, really striving to really grow this platform um, and to really take this podcast to the next level. And I'm really grateful for each and every one of you all that tunes into the podcast. And I hope, I hope y'all saw that new logo. What? Ah! Community, y'all can't tell me that logo is not fire. <laughs> Shout out to my friend Nadij, man, who made my logo. What? I love my logo. I love the new podcast logo. I love the new podcast logo. I am loving it. It was a creative process that we started in the end of June and we just finished it. Actually, um, was it the 21st of September? We just finished it on the 21st of September. And I was so excited to see the final product of the logo. I really, really am. I really am. You know, you got to have a logo and a dope one for your podcast. Before I just had like an image of me sitting in front of a Nelson Mandela mural, which was still dope, but it wasn't a logo. So now we got a logo. We got a logo. We got a logo. And we still got to get a mic. (laughs) Still got to get a mic. Still got to get a proper studio set to really do this podcast. So like I said, you know, I'm, I'm growing here and Um, It's all going to be a work in progress, but I'm really, really excited about it, community. I really am. And shout out to each and every one of you all for tuning in. And shout out also to each and every one of you all for continuing, you know, to push forward on your goals, on your, you know, spiritual goals, your personal goals, your professional goals. Shout out to you all. 2020 has not been an easy year. It has not. Um, I, I know many of us have experienced many ups and many downs this year, right? Um, but don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on yourself. Do not give up on yourself. We have three more months left, and this is the final stretch. This is the last quarter of the year. And this is the quarter where you really, really want to push forward with any goal that you had in the year. You still have time. You still have time. Don't look back on the year and think, wow, 2020 went to waste. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. There's a lot of things I wanted to do community in 2020. But I am grateful to still be here. I'm grateful to be here and to be able to speak to you all and to talk to you all. It's a blessing. It truly is to me. So practice more gratitude, you know, and realize that you're not alone. Everybody is going through their own motions. Everybody, everybody, everybody is going through their own motions this year. This is really a year for us to really, you know, figure out what we all want out of life. What, what is it that we all really want out of life? What is it that we all really want out of life? So I'm going to leave you all with that question. What is it that you really want out of life? And also think back to those ideas and those dreams that you've had or those visions that you've had that people have stopped you from doing because they told you black people don't do that. Remember, this is your moment to change it all around. In this final stretch, 
This is your moment, October, November, and December, to change it all around. And as always, community, I wish you all the best. I truly, I truly, truly do. So community, as always, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode here at the Black Millennial Revolution. And I hope you all tune in to another one. Bye now.